0: Stories Behind the White Coat. This is Grayscale. I'm Ben Davis. Today we have a two-parter. Part one, John. Head over to the Heavyweight Podcast, episode 37 titled John. I have the link for you in the show notes. Once you're done listening to that episode, feel free to come on over and listen to the rest of this episode. Today I'm sharing a story of my own. This was a while back, and I was low on supplies, so I had to make do with what audio equipment I had, so apologies for the poor audio quality. As a heads up, today's stories has themes of self-harm. If you or someone you know is struggling with this, there are resources available at suicidepreventionlifeline.org, 1-800-273-8255, and the crisis text line at 741 741, just text talk. It's hard to know how to start this episode. Uh, we usually I have an intro where I'm introducing somebody, it's all planned out ahead of time. But this time it's a little different. Uh, I'm on location, and by that I mean away on uh, PTO, my vacation. The first vacation I've really taken for myself in, oh man, maybe 18 months since the pandemic started. I am in a tiny little cabin next to the Skycomish River, and, uh... I feel really fortunate to finally get some time to to do some reading and some writing and reflecting and recording. And as is tradition with Grayscale, I'm going to record one of my own stories for this very prolonged season, uh, hopefully with more episodes to come in the near future. But as uh, usual, I have a guest with me. I have uh, two stuffed animals that are near and dear to me. And uh, there are two bears, one is rainbow-colored, and one has a uh, I don't know, picnic table-like kerchief bow, and uh, they're sitting across from me here today, so uh, I have some company for, or I guess I should say audience, for this episode. And I guess the story I wanted to talk about today, uh, I've been thinking about more lately, and, uh... is a story and for the story I will will name uh, the patient Sean and uh, this happened a long time ago but I knew Sean for a few years I was his PCP he was roughly the same age as me youngish a quote-unquote professional in Seattle and pretty healthy Uh, usually when he would come in we would just shoot the breeze. It was one of those visits, you kind of look on your schedule and I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be a really, you know, quote unquote easy visit because Sean was a young guy and no medications. And really we can get through a wellness visit in, in pretty short order. And often we just find ourselves talking about the Mariners or more accurately how bad the Mariners were, depending on the time of the year. Or um, just how work was going. And uh, that's usually what our visits entailed. Once in a while we'd do a lab here or there or talk about some preventive measure, but really he didn't qualify based off of age or risk factors. And uh, it, it, he's one of those patients where you're grateful that they're coming in, but also they kind of get a gold star because there, there's there's not a ton of medical necessity in the traditional sense of um, seeing them regularly. And so this was um, just another one of those visits, just another day in the office seeing patients. And Sean came in and um, we went through our usual spiel talking, you know, sports and work and life and a little bit of medicine and he was telling me he was actually relocating to the East Coast for a job opportunity. So it was a little bittersweet because uh, you you do get to grow a relationship with your patients over time. Uh, it's a very unique privilege that we have of being with other humans as they go through life. And um, it, we were wrapping up the visit, you know, it was another one of those not much going on, doing great, blood pressure's fine, don't really need any kind of lab work done. And then, um... He just told me at the end of the visit, just kind of nonchalantly, can we, can we talk about my mood just for a little bit? And it, it caught me off guard because... I don't know he just struck me as somebody who always had you know quote-unquote had it together um and mental health is so stigmatized that I still kind of find myself you know missing opportunities to check in with folks I think I'm much better now especially with advances in EMR and kind of how we're approaching quality that like I can check some of my human errors but um that time i i didn't check in with him regularly about that and so of course i said yeah we have all the time in the world to to chat you know we're 15 minutes deep into a 40 minute visit so um i asked him you know what's up what's going on and he pretty quickly got to the crux of it and um he told me they were times where he thought about ending his life and <laughs> you know kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that somebody who I, I, I thought about in the, the, the most benign sense in that oh, this person wouldn't need much from me um, could end up saying something like that Um, I I was really thankful that he felt comfortable enough to say that to me, but man, so much ran through my head in that moment, and so of course we explored what that meant, and I'm not going to go into terrible detail of the reasons why he said it, Um, even though we we changed details and names, um, there are just some things that I feel are ultimately too private, but What I took away from that experience, even though it's been several years now, is that you you never know what's going on on the other side of the projection somebody is showing to the rest of the world. I think everyone's accustomed to having to speak a certain way, to present themselves a certain way, to dress a certain way, to achieve in a certain way that oftentimes if people are really good at doing that, they can kind of be lost in the fray. Nobody's going to check in with the you know, young, otherwise healthy professional who uh, seemingly is, is doing fine. And I was guilty of that as well. And I think that's the big takeaway that that came for me was there there's so much going on behind every person's story and I, I think we can easily find ourselves falling into the trap of dehumanizing others to to think of them maybe as humans at times but as well humans and I, I think for me as, as time moves on I think humanity is is so inherently flawed that i don't know if we need to have an adjective to describe how flawed humans are because it really should just be part of the name but for me it was also a lot of guilt like how many times did i talk about the mariners or whatever else how many times did i say how are you but um ultimately not be able to get to the root of what somebody is experiencing and maybe he wasn't in a time or or space to be able to do that but I think there's an extra level as a physician to to want to be sure that you're able to check in with the wholeness of an individual not just you know what shows up on your quality metrics or what shows up on your electronic medical record but what makes a human feel like a human. So, it's a short story, but it's one that I think about a lot, because I just don't want to miss that again. How do we not miss that when we are put in an ecosystem that inherently pushes us forward to to check boxes and to 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 do all the things on the list? But um, maybe it's just making sure that the right things are on the list, but. Maybe it's also making sure that you 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 have a formula, you have a way of checking in on on each component of what makes an individual a, a human. Um I guess to close it out, <laughs> I kinda of forget to say these things. He he didn't have a plan. He um he felt like he had resources to go to if, if needed. Um, and so ultimately he, he was safe, but he moved to the other side of the country and it's just one of those things where I think not being able to have another visit really uh, pushed further into the impression on me which was already deep. And I think one of the best ways to, to honor that interaction is to, to take it, digest it, and, and grow from it. And hopefully I'm a better physician now than I was a few years ago. Grayscale produced by Ben Davis. As always, I want to thank our patients who continue to enrich our lives through shared experiences.